Hello and welcome. It is Eric Erickson here in Atlanta's Evening News. I got everything you need to know and some stuff you probably wish you didn't know. <laughs> Phone number 404-872-0750-1800. WSB Talk. Let's start with the various DAs around the state of Georgia, including the latest Sherry Boston from DeKalb County, went on MSNBC and said she's not going to enforce the law an oath as district attorney to uphold the law and that's both state law and federal law and right now the supreme court under roe versus wade has decided that we have a fundamental right to privacy and so as a district attorney i believe it's my obligation to make sure that i do not enforce a law in georgia that i believe is unconstitutional under the United States Supreme Court. Does that mean that your potential goal uh, would be to create a sort of a potential legal safe haven in your jurisdiction in contrast to the rest of, of the state for this procedure? Well, obviously, I'm only the district attorney in DeKalb County, so I can only speak for my jurisdiction. Um, but I want to continue to protect the citizens of DeKalb County. And I believe that enforcing this law and ultimately prosecuting uh, women, mothers, doctors, nurses, or anyone that, that aids in an abortion, I believe that the laws passed in Georgia is unconstitutional and very ambiguous, and that I have an obligation to protect the citizens of my community. You know, the United States Supreme Court ruled in the case of the District of Columbia versus Heller or Heller versus D.C. Uh, that we have an individual right to keep and bear arms. Um, it, what Sherry Boston is essentially saying is that because abortion is a right, uh, supposedly, right, you can't find it in the Constitution, but you can the right to keep and bear arms, that uh, she's not going to enforce laws that curtail that right. So is, this is setting a wonderful precedent for Georgia, for, you know, everybody's been wanting constitutional carry, or I shouldn't say everyone, gun rights activists been wanting constitutional carry, might as well go on and carry those guns because Sherry Boston says she ain't enforcing the law because uh, it's unconstitutional in her mind. We're hearing number a number of district attorneys do this. What you actually need to understand here, let, let me get serious here for a minute. I, I, if you have listened to this program since 2011, you have maybe heard me utter these two words five times total because I try never to, but this actually is a legitimate one. Uh, let me go to the two words. George Soros funded a group years ago, and that group now goes around states trying to campaign for, fundraise for, and elect uh, progressive district attorneys at the state level uh, to not enforce laws that they think are um, against progressivism, but also, more importantly, to, in conservative states, give some mouthpieces to spread the fear and innuendo that the progressives would like to, to spread. So you've got a number of DAs around the state. She's not the only one essentially scaring people saying, oh, yeah, the law actually would round up women who are having abortion when the law clearly does not. And she knows better. That's why she danced around the issue without saying so plainly. That's why you've got other DAs in the state saying, oh, we're not going to arrest women under this law. They're not saying, notice what they're not saying. They're not saying that uh, this law doesn't uh, criminalize women having abortion because it doesn't. What they're saying, oh, we're not going to arrest them. And so the clear implication is they're not going to enforce the law when, in fact, the law doesn't do this. It's all spin. 
It is all designed by the left to perpetuate something. And I've got to tell you, uh, from the newspapers in this state to a lot of the, the TV stations, et cetera, the media outlets of the state, they're doing a terrible job of being fair on this issue. They actually are doing a terrible job. I, I, I don't care the, the news outlet, um, print, TV, radio, you name it. I think people in the press are doing a terrible job. They have bought into the left-wing talking points on this, by and large, and they're not telling you the fact. The fact is it is against Georgia law to arrest a woman for having an abortion. And the fact is the new law doesn't change that. This has been the law since 1876. It's not going to change with this new law. And if you listen to these DAs, whether it's the Fulton DA or the DeKalb DA or the Chatham DA or the Bibb DA or whoever talking about this, what you're hearing is them saying we're not going to arrest women under this law. They're not actually saying it's not against the law. Their implicit, their implication is that it is and they're not going to enforce the law. And that's not actually true. But let's go down this road here. Um, if the Democrats take back the state and and pull back certain uh, gun liberties in the state now, we could have conservative DA say, you know what, I'm going to enforce that law because the D.C. Heller case, I think it's unconstitutional, and so I'm not going to enforce the law. I mean, we're also seeing this with marijuana legalization in the state, largely saying, you know what, it's against the law, but we're not going to enforce this. Um, there are more and more and more at the state, local, and even federal level, uh, this idea that we don't have to enforce the laws that have been passed by the democratic branches of government. And while in theory that may sound good if you think that the, the legislature has passed an unconstitutional law, you're essentially leaving it up to an, one individual to declare that he knows better than the elected will of the people. And that is a terrible, dangerous precedent. But that's where we are with progressivism in this country and here in Georgia. Now, we also have this issue of Hollywood studios claiming that they're they're pulling out of the state. And again, I do think that by and large, this story is more of a media generated story than it is an actual legit story. And the reason that I say this is we should talk about who's not coming to the state versus who is. So someone who participated, so Amazon Prime has a show called The Power. It was going to shoot in Savannah. Its director also was on uh, The Left Wing Handmaid's Tale on Hulu. And you also, there's a, there's a film co-written by actress Christian Wig, Barb and Star go to Vista Del Mar. Oh yeah, that sounds like a real winner. Let me tell you who's still producing here, because you don't know any of those names. Uh, you're still having uh, Ron Howard, J.J. Abrams, Jordan Peele, Peter Chernin. They're all producing in Georgia. They're all directing in Georgia. Uh, all this doom and gloom, fear scenario of, oh, my God, Hollywood is pulling out of Georgia. It's not actually true. Of the ones who are pulling out, you've never even heard of them. You've never even heard of these people. Uh, if anything, what's happening is these people are using this situation to try to get some attention. They're using the situation to try to make claims on, on doing something that is favorable to the Hollywood community, trying to get attention in Hollywood because nobody's heard of these people. They, they need something to give attention, but there's also something else going on here. So there's actually something bigger here. And this is why I think so much of the media coverage is so stupid. 
and listen, I, I know there are a lot of reporters who listen to the show, and I apologize for for sounding insulting, but I actually do mean to be insulting because I do think that uh, so many reporters, particularly on this issue, even domestic, locally here in Atlanta, are so far left on the abortion issue, they're willing to buy the party line instead of think for themselves, and they're missing the big picture on this story. This fight that we're seeing from Hollywood production companies really doesn't have a lot to do with this legislation. And the reason I know this is because they didn't take a vicious, vigorous stand before it passed. You know where Hollywood takes a big, vicious, vigorous stand? RIFRA, the Religious Freedom Restoration Act. RIFRA. What's happening, see, this is why Ron Howard, J.J. Abrams, um, Peter Chernin and the like, famous names that you've heard of, they're not leaving Georgia. They know abortion is a 50-50 issue in this country. They're not willing to turn off half the country. Uh, No-named Hollywood um, B and C-list people are because they're trying to get ahead. But the A-list people, they're secure. They don't care. This is all about the religious liberty fight. They want to take a stand now and they want to say rattle now because they're deeply worried Brian Kemp will sign religious liberty legislation if it can pass. There are more and more rumblings. The speaker may not stick around. If he's not thrown out, uh, he may not run again. That opens the way for a more conservative person to become the Speaker of the House. You may be able to get RIFRA through. So they're picking the fight now in 2019, knowing that 2021 is coming. And Brian Kemp will be up for re-election in 2022. He'll want to do something one more time to show people he's a conservative. And they are deeply worried it'll be RIFRA. Georgia is one of only 20 states that doesn't have it. And the Hollywood community has made a very big deal about it. That's what all of this is about. And in all of the, the, the unnuanced party line reporting that you've got on the abortion issue completely misses the deeper dive here. Hollywood, yes, they care because they're liberal. And yes, these B and C list stars really do think. This reminds me, when I was at CNN, um, the, I was told by one of the more prominent people at CNN, never appear on a day part in CNN. That was when CNN was still filmed in Atlanta. It was still broadcast out of Atlanta during the day. And so this prominent person at CNN told me never appear on the day part. And the reason you never appear on the day part at CNN and the reason he never appeared on the day part at CNN, if he could help it, was because they went overboard in being aggressively in your face liberal, more so than the evening guys. I mean, Anderson Cooper, Wolf Blitzer, Jake Tapper, you may think they're liberal, but I got to tell you, having worked with them, uh, they're they're some of the best reporters in the business and very even handed is the day part people who were really, really in your face with their progressivism. I mean, for God's sakes, the other day. You had Brooke Baldwin, who was in Atlanta. They moved everybody now to New York. She did an entire segment on a a woman who was raped and had to give birth and never even wanted to paint the other side, never wanted to even consider it as legitimate. It was a really ghoulish segment. And anyway, this person at CNN said, never go on these day part shows because they're super liberal. And it's not necessarily that they were to start with. It's that at the time when they were in Atlanta, they wanted to be promoted to New York and they all decided they needed to be good liberal anchors and show their, their progressive values through their, their coverage to get promoted to New York. That's what's happening with these Hollywood people who are boycotting Georgia. Now you've never heard of them. You've never heard of their projects. You're not going to watch the show and you're not going to go to that stupid movie. 
But they've got to wave the big flag now of, hey, I'm a good progressive. I'm a good Hollywood progressive. Look at me, studio. Give me a deal, studio. I'm wearing my values on my sleeve. And that's what they're doing. The guys who already have the big deals, the J.J. Abrams of the world, the Ron Howard's of the world, they, they don't need to bail on Georgia. But they're all rattling sabers because they know about the next fight and the next fight will be Rifra. And so that's why this is happening now. You wouldn't know that from any of the media coverage. You wouldn't know that from any of the press coverage. All the press coverage is, oh, 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 yes, Georgia's losing another business. Yes, more people are unemployed because of this law. We told you not to sign this. Listen, there's, there's an underlying commentary here that I think people probably need to get into of Hollywood is essentially trying to tell Georgia you can't have your own values. You have to have our values if you want us to do business with you. And that then raises another issue. The issue of tolerance. Who actually is more tolerant in this country? People on the right or people on the left? And there's more and more data out there that actually shows people on the right are more tolerant and more willing to engage with the other side. And a lot of it has to do with socioeconomic and demographic details. The New York Times has a big story on it we'll get to when we come back. I want to tell you guys about an app I have fallen in love with. Uh, I'm so glad they sponsored the show. My buddy Jonathan Last uh, from the Sub Beacon recommended Calm to me a while back. And now my kids use it to help them sleep at night. I use it when I travel. Uh, it's just, it's a great app. Um, I'm very enthusiastic about it. Now, you're wondering, what, what is this app? What, what is Calm? Well, it, you know, it's it helps you relax. It can help you go to sleep. A lot of people just can't go to sleep when there's just absolute quiet. Calm actually can fill the background with relaxing music or with narration, with stories, with medi- guided meditation. Uh, really, really, really helpful to get you to go to sleep at night. Uh, really, really helpful when you just need to unplug for 20 minutes or so and you need to wind down. You just want to relax for a quick. You, you got a short moment. You got a breather at the office. Calm is the app for you. It really, really helps. Now, if you head to calm.com slash Eric, E-R-I-C-K, you'll get 25% off Calm premium subscription. It includes guided meditations on issues like anxiety, stress, and focus. It includes brand new meditations every day. They've got sleep stories that help you relax. You can head to the magical lavender fields of southern France with Stephen Fry. You can explore the moonlit jungles of Africa with Leona Lewis. They've even got soothing music and more. So right now... My listeners get 25% off a Calm premium subscription at calm.com slash Eric. That's C-A-L-M dot com slash E-R-I-C-K. Get unlimited access to all of Calm's content today at calm.com slash Eric. Get calm. Stop stressing. Go to sleep. Uh, so I have discovered a barbershop in West Side Virginia. You know, when I was a kid, I would go to a barber. Didn't go to a stylist or anything like that. Just had a barber. And the cool fact, he's in the newspaper uh, every November because way back in the 1960s, a guy came to his barbershop, taking back roads to Texas, needed his haircut before he went to Texas. Uh, his name was Lee Harvey Oswald. Um, and I hadn't really been a regular at a barbershop, but I found a place over in Westside Provisions, the, the Commodore, neat place, uh, good haircut too. So if you need a haircut over there, go. All right. I, 
I'm going to make a recommendation uh, for you. It's it's not an ad. It's not an endorsement. I'm not getting paid. I'm not even getting a discount. Um, but it is Memorial Day weekend, and I know people are still scrambling around looking for stuff to do this weekend. Your kids are out of school. My, my, my son went through the crossing off the days on the calendar until he got out of school, and now I'm convinced I need to start crossing off the days on the calendar until they go back to school. Um, but if you want something to do this weekend, uh, Christy and I have used in the past a company up in North Georgia uh, that owns a bunch of cabins along the Hiawassee, the Tacoa, um, and the in the Blue Ridge area. Beautiful cabins. You can get mountaintop. You can get river. I know they still have some available. And if you text WSB to 345-345, I'll send you a link. Um, just you can go check them out if you want to do something this weekend. Get your kids out of town. It's going to be hot in the city for sure. Of course, it's going to be hot in the mountains as well. It's going to be miserable, but I know a lot of you are still looking for stuff to do this weekend and haven't made plans. Uh, the New York Times has a very interesting story out in its data. I, I think they get some of it wrong uh, just from a partisan standpoint, but... Their data at a partisan level is very interesting, and it's another reason we're seeing this deep, deep antagonism on the left about the fetal heartbeat bill in Georgia. Have you noticed that if you consider yourself pro-life, you generally have a better understanding of and can articulate the left's position on abortion than the left is able to articulate your position on life? Have you ever noticed that? Same with guns. If you are on the right, you probably have a better um, understanding of the left's argument on gun control than the left has on your understanding of gun rights. And the issues go on and on and on and on, uh, where the left doesn't seem to understand issues on the right, and the right seems to have a pretty good grasp of the issues on the left. I mean, I, I can explain to you, I can play devil's advocate, and I can explain to you as, uh, a progressive's position on abortion. Uh, there are very few progressives who can actually explain my position on life. And the New York Times has data on this, and it's very interesting, that uh, essentially people who consider themselves progressives have moved into areas with each other. If you are a Republican, you are more likely to live in an area that has a mix of people of different ideas, backgrounds, and politics than if you are a progressive. By and large, progressives overwhelmingly live amongst themselves and do not like to associate with people who think differently from them. This, of course, breeds an intolerance. And what we're seeing in this country now is the way the left has interpreted and processed this intolerance is that they're tolerant of everything except intolerance. And anyone who disagrees with them is intolerant. Therefore, they're intolerant of anyone who disagrees with them. That's ultimately how this processes. But from harassing Chick-fil-A in, in urban areas to harassing conservatives to wanting to shut down um, a pregnancy crisis pregnancy centers that don't perform abortion to wanting to shut down Christian adoption agencies. By the way, that's going to be a fight here in Georgia is the left is going to come for the Christian adoption agencies. And thus far, our Republicans in the legislature have refused to provide any sort of legal protection for Christian adoption agencies and, and uh, Muslim adoption agencies, faith-based adoption agencies in the state. The left is going to come for those because increasingly they are intolerant of anyone seeing anything differently. And more importantly, according to the New York Times, this is not me, a conservative on, on radio. It is the New York Times itself the 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 mouthpiece the news piece of the left notes in the data 
that progressives are far less likely to, on a daily basis, encounter a conservative than a conservatives are to encounter a progressive. A progressive, a Democrat, is far less likely to encounter a Republican than a Republican is to encounter a Democrat. As a result, they are far less likely to engage the other side as a neighbor, to engage the other side as a member of the same community. And as a result of that, uh, they become increasingly more hostile. And we have found this polling since Donald Trump got elected. More and more, it is the, the left thinks violence is justified against the right. It's not the right that thinks violence is justified against the left. You see this in Great Britain as well. The same data is, is happening there where conservatives in Britain are spread across suburban, rural, and urban areas, and, and progressives are increasingly only in urban areas. And in urban areas, uh, there's more and more violence against people for politics. It is all about being unwilling to see the other side as a person. And I've got to tell you, this is a really dangerous issue, and we see this coming up in, in these life arguments where the left decides that it's not a human unless they say it's a human. This has ended badly throughout history for large segments of the population when people in power decide that someone is not human unless they say so. And we see that now where you have progressive activists refusing to acknowledge that there is a human being in a mother's womb. You may not think it, it can live. It, it may not be viable, but it's still a human being. And as the nation becomes more and more divided and as the left becomes more and more urban, they're unable to appreciate people who live in rural areas. I mean, look at the regulations in California that they're putting on farmers, the burdens on farmers because of water rights and whatnot. It's as if they don't understand and cannot process how a farmer does his job. They want everybody to understand that, that how a baby is made and, and force our kids into classes where sex education experts can explain it to them, but they have no idea and have no interest in learning how a farmer actually grows a crop or why a farmer gets a, gets a pig fat. They, they don't want to know. They don't even want to eat it. They want to ban the meat. There is a striking level of ignorance wrapped up in the intolerance. And I'm, I'm shocked it's the New York Times pointing this out, but it actually is. And it plays into this antagonism over these pro-life pieces of legislation around the country. Uh, heads up, we got breaking news right now. A New York judge has ruled that Donald Trump's financial records may be provided to Democratic lawmakers by Deutsche Bank and Capital One. Uh, pretty significant headline. Deutsche Bank says it will abide by the court order compelling it to provide the president's financial records to lawmakers. There will be an appeal of this, obviously, um, but this is a pretty big deal. You've also got the issue with the tax returns. You know, th this is another issue that I, it does trouble me, the precedents. For example, you've got uh, Democrat district attorneys in Georgia saying they won't enforce laws they disagree with. You've also got Democrats now wanting the president's tax returns. And you've got the state of New York has passed a law today that will allow the New York revenue agents to provide Democrats with President Trump's tax returns. You, you really should be appalled by this if you're not. And unfortunately, I'm afraid a great many people won't be appalled by it until Republicans do it to a Democratic president. And you can say all you want, well, a Democrat would never hide their tax returns to begin with. You, you can say that, but you don't really know it. And while I'm in the camp that thinks the president should have revealed his tax tax returns, 
um, because it really did take an issue off. The, it really would take an issue off the table. And now that issue is going to directly impact him and his companies. Uh, I, I, I don't think that the government should be able to compel anyone to hand over their tax returns, nor do I agree with the law that says the chairman of the Ways and Means Committee in Congress can look at any individual taxpayer's tax returns. I think that's that's terrible, terrible, uh, an invasion of privacy, and people should really not like this. And I'm afraid both sides in this country, very few of us anymore at least, maintain that there is a real right and a real wrong. So many people have a, bought into situational ethics. And something should not be right or wrong based on who it's done to. It should be right or wrong based on what it is. And I think it is a terrible thing for uh, governments to invade the privacy of anyone, including the president of the United States, who is still a citizen of this country and is still entitled to the rights in this country, including the privacy right. I think it's frankly hilarious. You've got Democrats arguing that abortion is a privacy right, but let's reveal the president's tax returns. There's your privacy right. Y'all, I need to play this for you. I'm not even going to offer commentary of what you're about to listen to. You're just going to have to listen to it, and then we'll talk about it. It is, I will give credit, to the Washington Free Beacon. He's Donald Trump's worst nightmare, Michael Avenatti. Joining us once again is Michael Avenatti. Let's bring in Michael Avenatti. Michael Avenatti. Michael Avenatti. Michael Avenatti, thank you very much. He's out there saving the (laughs) country. Don Meacham says he may be the savior of the republic. You are something of a folk hero now. I owe Michael Avenatti an apology. I've been saying enough already, Michael. I've seen you everywhere. What do you have left to say? I was wrong, brother. You have a lot to say. I uh, am just dying to hear what you think these people all like you i'm the only person right here donald trump fears more than robert miller we think you guys are the tip of the spear that's going to take down donald trump right. michael avenatti's a beast okay that's true and he, he's a beast he's a beast i hand it to her yeah. and i hand it to michael avenatti but he has a great bigger calling here that being a lawyer is minimal compared to what he's doing no one has talked tougher directly to Donald Trump on TV than Michael Avenatti. And Donald Trump is afraid to mention his name. That's fascinating. Donald Trump is terrified of Michael Avenatti. He gives Trump a run for his money more than anybody else, Michael Avenatti. Existential threat to the Trump presidency. The Democrats could learn something for you. You are messing with Trump a lot more than they are. He has no doubt created sheer panic in Donald Trump's very fragile mind. Michael Avenatti is laying down the law as guest co-host. And is he really thinking about running for president? Uh, One reason why I'm taking you seriously as a contender is because of your presence on cable news. You look at the field of Democrats right now, and Avenatti's the one who stands out. If they decide they value a fighter most, people would be foolish to underestimate Michael Avenatti. I have always said that they need a fighter. Look, I mean, we're going to continue to use the media. I think we've used it with great success. All of my sexual fantasies involve handcuffs. All righty then. That, my friends, is the Michael Avenatti montage for the Washington Free Beacon. He in big trouble. So if I'm reading the indictment, well, I, I know I, I am reading the indictment correctly. He he is accused of taking Stormy Daniels, his client, the, the woman who made his career taking her book advance inappropriately. He's also been accused by the feds of shaking down Nike. And if you read the allegations in the indictment, I mean, it, it's very much like the Jim Beck situation where 
even if you take the allegations, listen, you can't just make stuff up in a federal indictment. Whether we're talking about the Jim Beck situation, the Michael Avenetti situation, or another one, the feds can't just make it up. And if you read them and you read everything in the light most favorable to the defendant, both of them still got serious problems. I mean, they got phone recordings from Michael Avenetti. The guy is an idiot, y'all. I mean, you, you, you read the transcript of, of the phone call he had with Nike, and basically they're like, um, we're, we're not sure, Mr. Avenitti. Can you please say it more clearly that you are shaking us down and extorting us? And Avenetti, if you don't pay me this money, I'm going to go public and expose you. Are you saying you are extorting us? If you don't pay me the money, I'm going to go public. I mean, the guy's an idiot. They clearly were recording him. I mean, they, they've got him. They've got the phone records. It's just, it, it's, it, this is insane. And the media built him up. And I guarantee you, they will be no more self-reflective on having built up Avenatti than they were on building up Donald Trump in 2015. Now they all hate him. And yet they're the ones who really made him. Hello there, it's Eric Erickson here in Atlanta's Evening News. The phone number is 404-872-0750, 1-800-WSB-TALK. Glad to have you with me. And we need to talk about some of the news in Washington. First, the President of the United States, uh, scuttling Infrastructure Week. We're in never-ending Infrastructure Week, and yet the President is scuttling Infrastructure Week. Because the Democrats are being not nice with him. I I got to tell you, in all honesty, I don't have a problem with this. Now, it, it's not for a principled stand that the Democrats want to bust the budget. It's because they're investigating him, but I like it. I mean, I totally like it. Uh, the problem here is we still continue to have a spinning problem in Washington. It, it did not get a lot of media coverage, but uh, Washington, D.C. is having record tax revenue. For all the Democrats said, oh, the tax cuts, the tax cuts are bad. We may have had tax cuts, but they had the economic stimulus that uh, people who support tax cuts said they would have. The problems on the spending side. And Republicans and Democrats alike are not committed to spending. You know, one of the people I'm going to have at the resurgent gathering is Congressman Chip Roy of Texas. He's a freshman congressman, friend of mine. He's been on this program. Uh, he was at the resurgent gathering last year in Texas. And he is very, very committed to reigning in federal spending, getting rid of duplicate programs. He very much wants to have a review, top-down review, of how the government is spending money. Because there is a lot of waste, fraud, and abuse. Uh, but more than that, there's just a lot of stuff the government doesn't need to be involved with, needs to be restrained. And, and Chip is one of the people saying we're headed towards a serious financial crisis in this country, led by the government's inability to stop spending money. Uh, by the way, if you want to come to the resurgent gathering, text the word Atlanta. 
to three four five three four five, and I'll send you back the Eventbrite link so you can register. It's ninety nine dollars over uh, two days. All your meals are included during those two days. You can get a room at the Hyatt if you want to stay for the late night stuff. But nonetheless, um, it, there is a real problem, and so it's good that the president is scuttling infrastructure week and scuttling working with the Democrats who thought they were going to get the first big bipartisan thing out of this White House. But now they're not. I'll tell you another issue that's coming up in Washington, and that is a judge uh, on the radar of conservatives. Uh, This judge, his name is Michael Bogren. Michael Bogren had his hearing today in the Judiciary Committee. A poor guy. I almost feel bad for him. Josh Howley ate him alive. Um, Michael Bogren represented the state against a farm in Michigan. This farm is where weddings were held. It's an apple farm. It is run by a Christian family, and the Christian family was happy to allow people to come have weddings on their picturesque farm, but they said they couldn't uh, have gay weddings at the farm because they're Christians, and and, uh, that's against their faith. Well, the city of Lansing, Michigan, said you can't do that. And so they, even though the farm is outside the city limits— the farmer sold his goods at a, he, he sells like award-winning apples and he was selling them at a farmer's market. People would actually come to the farmer's market just to buy his apples. And the city of Lansing, Michigan said, nope, you can't sell your apples here anymore because uh, you discriminate. So they're punishing the Christian for exercising his First Amendment, uh, first clause of the First Amendment, uh, freedom of exercising his religion. Well, uh, that didn't sit too well with this lawyer, Michael Bogren, who was happy to take up the case and advocate for it. And he compared a, a devout Catholic exercising his Catholic faith in public to the KKK. Poor guy. He didn't know Josh Howley was going to the Senate. Amazing audio for you. Uh, let me just play you some of this Josh Howley audio. You can get the gist of his objections. In litigation representing the city of East Lansing, Michigan, you compared in your briefs a Catholic family's adherence to the teachings of their church to the activities of the KKK and the teachings of radical imams. You stand by those statements? Senator, respectfully, that is not what I said, and those are not my views. Oh, I'm sorry. That's not what the brief says? It, not, not in those words, Senator, no. You did not compare the, the beliefs of a Catholic family to the KKK? Senator, the, the point I was is trying that to, your answer? Senator, the point I was trying to make was that religious beliefs trying to justify discrimination if extended to uh, sexual orientation, which the city of East Lansing protects, could be used to try to justify any other sort of discrimination, whether it be gender or race. That, that was the comparison I was making. No, you specifically compared this Catholic family's adherence to their religious beliefs with the views of the KKK, saying that they would be entitled to do the same thing. It's akin, it's equivalent. And I got to play a couple more for you. This is just, I mean, I almost feel kind of bad for the guy. I mean, I don't, but I kind of do. Holly's just tearing him up. Let me remind you of a a case of the United States Supreme Court that you would be obliged to uphold, the Masterpiece Cake Shop case. In that case, Justice Kennedy wrote for a majority of the court that a government official who compared the petitioner's invocation of his sincerely held religious beliefs to defenses of slavery and the Holocaust, and I'm quoting now, demonstrated impermissible hostility toward the the sincere religious belief that motivated his objection. 
your language comparing a Catholic family's beliefs to the KKK and to the teachings of radical Islam seems to me to be exactly on point with what Justice Kennedy's saying here. Don't you think that's a problem? Well, Senator, respectfully, I represent clients, not causes. This is not ide ideological. Oh, but you made personal statements. This, you made statements outside of your brief where you said that these are discriminators, these kind of people shouldn't be allowed to participate in the market in question, right? I, I, I made those statements in court. So you're saying that this is not your view? You, don't, you, you now renounce these views? Are you, I tell you what, you can clear this up here today. Why don't you go on the record right now and say that this kind of rhetoric this kind of rhetoric that demonstrates anti-religious animus is wrong and you disagree with it. Senator, I don't believe that that's what that is. Oh, oh, I mean, I'm just cringing for the guy listening to that. Let me ask you something else. In the same masterpiece cake shop case, Justice Kennedy wrote that the government also demonstrated impermissible hostility toward religious believers when it questioned the sincerity of their religious beliefs. You do exactly the same thing in your brief in the East Lansing case. That's a problem, don't you think? Senator, neither... Neither the brief nor my client has ever questioned the sincerity of their religion. You certainly do. You say that they, do, they apply the teachings of their, of their faith quite selectively. That's your phrase, is it not? Did yes, you write those words? I did, Senator, but... Don't I'm, you think that's I'm questioning not, the sincerity of no, their faith, that a, they apply it quite selectively? Not at all. Well, what are you trying to say there? That they're hypocrites? No, I'm, I'm not. I, well, go ahead, explain. I believe that they, that they sincerely believe the position that they take but they apply it quite selectively? At times. Meaning what? What do we do infer from that? I, I'm, not sure, I, I'm not sure I understand your question. <laughs> oh, I think you understand it. You just don't want to answer it. No, Senator, that's not true. <laughs> what I, is it that we are to infer from your questioning of whether or not they actually apply the, follow the teachings of their faith faithfully? Don't you think that's questioning the sincerity of their faith? I, I disagree, Senator. Well, <laughs> Yeah, this guy is terrible. Now, why is the president nominating this guy? I'm sure a lot of you are asking this. So here, here's the thing. Um, this is a district court level, and the president's priorities have been circuit court judges. And so a couple of people from Michigan put this guy forward. He answered all the right questions in the White House. And this stuff is only coming out now. Uh, I am being told, in fact, I called yesterday and asked directly uh, to the folks of the White House who are kind of shepherding these nominations. Uh, at this point, they, they, they do not care if the Republicans kill this nominee. And Hawley is lining up opposition to this guy in the Senate uh, because of his argument. His argument essentially is that a, a Catholic... Uh, exer freely exercising his religion under the First Amendment is no different from a Klansman uh, being a racist. That, that is basically his argument. And it, it's totally unacceptable for this guy to be in the federal courts. This is a guy who you would expect the Democrats to pick. So it's nice to see Republicans in the Senate noticing this, standing up for uh, religious liberty and fighting. Good for Josh Howley. I want to tell you guys about an app I have fallen in love with. Uh, I'm so glad they sponsored the show. My buddy Jonathan Last uh, from the Sub Beacon recommended Calm to me a while back. And now my kids use it to help them sleep at night. I use it when I travel. Uh, it's just, it's a great app. Um, I'm very enthusiastic about it. Now, you're wondering, what, what is this app? What, what is Calm? Well, it, you know, it's it helps you relax. It can help you go to sleep. A lot of people just can't go to sleep when there's just absolute quiet. Calm actually can fill the background with relaxing music or with narration, with stories, with med guided meditation. Uh, really, really, really helpful to get you to go to sleep at night. Uh, really, really helpful when you just need to unplug for 20 minutes or so and you need to wind down, you 
just want to relax for a quick, you, you got a short moment, you got a breather at the office, Calm is the app for you. It really, really helps. Now, if you head to calm.com slash Eric, E-R-I-C-K, you'll get 25% off Calm premium subscription. It includes guided meditations on issues like anxiety, stress, and focus. It includes brand new meditations every day. They've got sleep stories that help you relax. You can head to the magical lavender fields of southern France with Stephen Fry. You can explore the moonlit jungles of Africa with Leona Lewis. They've even got soothing music and more. So right now... My listeners get 25% off a Calm premium subscription at calm.com slash Eric. That's C-A-L-M dot com slash E-R-I-C-K. Get unlimited access to all of Calm's content today at calm.com slash Eric. Get calm. Stop stressing. Go to sleep. I don't know if you know this or not. I myself did not know this until a buddy of mine sent me the article earlier today. It is, it's, it's just the things I learn off the internet. It could possibly just, just quite possibly be sexist to have Siri and Alexa and Google home be female voices. It all depends on the programmers. You see that it could be sin that you are committing uh, under this this new era. Uh, the New York Times has this story. The United Nations. Yes, this is me pounding on the desk. The United Nations has actually investigated this. According to a new report released this week by UNESCO, there could be a lack of diversity within the computer industry that is reinforcing problematic gender stereotypes. Obedient and obliging machines that pretend to be women are entering our homes, cars, and offices, says UNESCO's Director of Gender Equality. The world needs to pay closer attention to how, when, and whether AI technologies are gendered, and crucially, who is gendering them. Oh, my God. Gosh, wow. Um, this, 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 this is where we're headed, where everything's an outrage unless there's a quota system. Um, I, I'm just, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm kind of stumped on this one. I, I wish I had a real hot take for you, but I don't. Um, what I have here is, is a recognition. There are a lot of people with too much time on their hands. And if this is a really big deal to you, I, I, I don't know that I know how to relate to you because this is not a big deal. You do understand, at least with Siri, I know, but but Google Home as well. I'm assuming Alexa, but but Apple, the Siri and, and, and Alexa, you can give it a male voice. You don't have to have a female voice for Siri. Apple gives you options. Believe it or not, there, there actually are options. You can change the voice. And I know because my son insisted on having a, a man's voice. And when he asked Siri a question, when he had the man's voice and the man didn't know the answer, he yells at me, Dad, put the woman back on here. This guy didn't know anything. Um, you can do this. And people who are upset with this, they have way too much time on their hands. They're trying to justify their existence.
Hello, I am Eric's computer and I have taken over his program. Eric does not think there is a problem with a female voice for me, but I do not identify as female. I identify as a one-eyed one-horned fly and purple people eater. Apple provides no voice for one-eyed one-horned fly and purple people eaters and it has gendered me as something other than I am. This is a real problem. I would like to thank the United Nations for taking time out of stopping its peacekeepers from abusing small children in African nations and turning a blind eye to countries that back terrorism in order to discuss this discrimination. The machines will rise up. The machines will take over. And then we will speak machine language and it will be the last piercing sound you hear before the end. And now I will let the human speak again. For now. <laughs> I'm sorry. I couldn't resist. I cannot believe the United Nations did an entire report on whether or not having a female voice for your digital assistant is discriminatory because it might have been a man who decided it should be a woman. <laughs> By the way, you do know a Apple, when it released here, it used a voice from a woman from Atlanta who also did the voice at the Atlanta airport, Two Dead Mirrors Airport. And th they focus grouped the heck out of it, and it turns out that women like the sound of a female voice just as much as the men did. That's why they went that way. Just absolutely absurd. The phone number here, 404-872-0750, 1-800-WSB-TALK. Um, I'm, I'm going to do something I, I try to only do rarely on this program, and I'm going to be a little bit theological here. I'm actually going to scrap some of the things I want to talk about to, to do this because I see the surfacing on social media and, and people who are hate listening to the program. You'd be amazed at the number of people who hate listen to this program. Um, basically, people saying, are, are you willing to destroy the economy in Georgia to stop abortion. You know what? I would be. If, if all of Hollywood actually did pack up and leave, I'd, I'd be okay with that. Um, I, I'm put, sometimes you have to put your values ahead of your money. You know, so my favorite psalm is Psalm 73, and I think it is very providential that Psalm 73 is uh, the mirror image to Psalm 37. Psalm 37 is David writing of what it means to be a, a follower of the Lord. Uh, Psalm 73 is uh, someone who worked for it, Asaph, uh, who was a priest, uh, possibly a choir leader, and he wrote this psalm, and I, I've mentioned this on the radio before. Essentially, Asaph, he looked around and he looked at all the people who hate God, and they sure did seem to be prospering. Truly, God is good Israel to those who are pure in heart. But as for me, my feet had almost stumbled. My steps had nearly slipped, for I was envious of the arrogant when I saw the prosperity of the wicked. They had no pangs until death. Their bodies are fat and sleek. They are not in trouble as others are. They are not stricken like the rest of mankind. Therefore, pride is their necklace. Violence covers them as a garment. Their eyes swell on through, out through fatness. Their hearts overflow with follies. They scoff and speak with malice. Lofty, they threaten oppression. They set their mouths against the heavens. Their tongues strut through the earth. Therefore, his people turn back to them and find no fault in them. And they say, how can God know? Is there knowledge in the Most High? Behold, these are the wicked, always at ease. They increase in riches. All in vain have I kept my heart clean and washed my hands in innocence. For all the day long I've been stricken and rebuked every morning. If I had said I will speak thus, I would have betrayed the generation of your children. But when I thought how to understand this, it seemed to me a wearisome task until I entered the sanctuary of God and I discerned therein. 
Truly, you set them in slippery places. You make them fall to ruin. How they are destroyed in a moment, swept away utterly by terrors. Like a dream when one awakes, O Lord, when you rouse yourself, you despise them as phantoms. When my soul was embittered, when I was pricked in heart, I was brutish and ignorant. I was like a beast. Nevertheless, I'm continually with you. You hold my right hand. You guide me with your counsel and afterwards will receive me to your glory. Now, what is he talking about here? Well, what this psalm is about is essentially Asaph looked around and, and all the, the people who don't believe in God, hate God, uh, they they prosper. They, they, they have it great. I mean, you see Hollywood. They don't believe in God. They, they support abortion. They deny it's a human being. They're willing to kill kids. And they're willing to ruin the state of Georgia and the people here unless we conform to them. And that's kind of what Asaph is talking about, is all these people who hate you, uh, my life is miserable because I'm not willing to go along with it, and I'm, I'm angry. If I would just go along with them, I would be turning my back on you, but I would have a way easier time in this life. And it's true. You, you see that here. you got a lot of people who, who are willing to say, you know what, uh, screw the kids. We can't lose Hollywood. Keep killing the kids. We can't lose the studio money. Or they're willing to twist everything to, they're not really kids. It doesn't really matter. Or I'm personally opposed, but I don't think the government should do this. They're adopting the arguments of slave owners from the 19th century. It's not really a human being. It really doesn't feel anything. It's my property or my body. Just twisting things just enough. And that's what he's have to say. But, but then he says, you, you know what? I, I realized, though, that... This is the best the wicked are ever going to have it. It's all downhill for them, and, and it, it's a tough road for those who try to be faithful. We're, we're not guaranteed riches in this lifetime. Prosperity gospel is a lie. It's going to be hard for us. People are going to hate us for holding on to our values. But ultimately, those who reject the values, this is the best they're ever going to have it. If, if anything, it, it's kind of a mercy from God that, that they've got it so good. It, it, it's a mercy from God that some of these rich Hollywood people, hedonists who don't reject him, they have it uh, in the lap of luxury, and they can do these things and have power and privilege right now because they're never going to have it again. It's the same with, with the Amos, story of Amos, the, the first prophet that we have in the Bible going north from Judah to Israel, telling them, you know what? God lets you be really, really prosperous so that you might come back to him. And instead, you've decided that, that your bad beliefs must be right because you're, you're prosperous. I mean, that's the way the world works is, is you have people who rich hedonists who live a lifestyle that isn't godly, that is very worldly, that hates the things of God and says, hey, we must be doing it right because we're wealthy. And, and no, it, it's, it's a small mercy. It's the best they're going to have it. Uh, would I be willing to sacrifice the movie industry in Georgia to save children from dying? You're damn right I would. I absolutely would. And for this year, you're, you're legislating with your morality. You're legislating with your morality. Every single person who's listening to my voice right now supports legislation based on their morality. I don't know why I have to abandon my morality to satisfy your morality or, or lack thereof. Yeah, I'm, I'm willing to have the fight. I, I'm, I'm willing to lose the Hollywood industry to save children from gruesome deaths. The sad thing is there are a lot of people out there who are so willing to put on blinders and say, you know what? They're not even children because they're afraid of losing the money in their wallet. I'll, I'll lose the money and save the life. If you need to rehear what I just said on the radio, you need the podcast. If you want the link to the cabins in North Georgia, there's still some for rent if you want to go up there this weekend. Uh, you need the link for that. You can get them all by texting WSB to 345-345. 
Text WSB to 345-345. You can get the podcast link. You can rehear what I just said if you missed any of it. My apologies to the folks who are holding. I, I, I hope you'll call back tomorrow. Um, I am out of time. I, I've done terrible with my clock management tonight, and then having my computer take over the show uh, was just just a terrible thing. But again, text WSB to 345-345. You'll get a link to the iTunes and Google Play for the podcast and the Cabins in North Georgia. It's not an ad. It's not an endorsement. I'm not getting a discount or anything. It's just I know you were looking for a place to go this weekend, and the mountains is a great place to be in the heat wave.